Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is August 11th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 188th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, Please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. So, we are now less than 24 hours away from Game 1 of the Western Conference quarterfinals between the Chicago Blackhawks and Vegas Golden Knights. That's a 1v12 matchup that kicks off tonight at 9.30pm Central Time, so... Sadly, another late one for us fans here in Chicago. Hopefully, the Hawks show up because nothing worse than waiting all day and all night just to get smoked. So, let's hope they're ready to go right from the opening puck drop. We've seen that be a problem so far as the Oilers in the opening round scored in the first three minutes in three of the four games. So, the Hawks, they can't be playing catch-up to a strong offensive team like Vegas all the time, especially early on. So I think that will be a major key early on for this team. But anyways, I talked on yesterday's episode how I was going to take a bit of a deeper dive into this matchup between the Blackhawks and Golden Knights. And looking at the numbers in the regular season between these two teams, they were really polar opposites possession-wise the more and more that I looked at it. On offense... The Golden Knights were about as good as any team was at even strength. They were ranked first in a lot of the uh, major categories. They were ranked number one in uh, shot attempts from the slot per 60 minutes, shots on goal from the slot per 60 minutes, expected goals four per 60 minutes, scoring chances four per 60 minutes, and high danger chances four per 60 minutes. That's, yeah, that's good for probably the best offensive team in the NHL this year, uh, even strength-wise, I should say. And now, here's the real kicker, ladies and gentlemen. Guess how many of those categories defensively the Blackhawks ranked dead last in the league in during the regular season? Sadly, the correct answer is all of them. The Hawks were dead last in, yes, shot attempts from the slot against, shot on goals from the slot against, uh, expected goals against per 60 minutes, scoring a ch- scoring chances against per 60 minutes, and high danger chances per 60 minutes. You seriously couldn't draw this up as any bigger of an advantage for the Golden Knights. But fortunately for the Hawks, the regular season, that was five months ago. So, I mean, the rosters, they are still generally made up of the same players, but... The Hawks, they have a chance here to start over fresh in the first round of the postseason. Nonetheless, though, I do have to admit, it's it's not going to be an easy battle for the Hawks. It doesn't look good on paper, certainly, uh, at 5-on-5. Five five. Looking at the difference in those numbers, that's pretty intimidating. So, you have to figure that the Hawks are going to need both strong goaltending from Corey Crawford throughout the series just to have a chance, and they're also going to have to win the special teams battle. I talked yesterday about how the Knights had a top 10 power play during the regular season, led by Max Pacioretty, who is expected to be back in the lineup for Vegas tonight. More on him in just a little bit. 
But Vegas, they had a top 10 power play in the regular season. So the Hawks penalty kill, they were ranked top 10 in the regular season as well. As well, uh, They'll have to come out ready to battle. The Vegas Golden Knights power play is not anywhere as lethal as Edmonton's, but they certainly can still make you pay. So the Hawks are going to have to be ready, and that's a battle they're going to have to win. And on the flip side of things... Vegas, they struggled on the penalty kill this season. They were ranked 27th in the NHL with teams like the Ottawa Senators, the Buffalo Sabres, yada yada. Not good teams, essentially. But we also know that the Hawks' power play has been trash all year long. It seems to be the talk of every episode here on the podcast. But if the Hawks' power play, if they can just show up and win this battle, score some power play goals here and there to keep the scoring uh somewhat even in this series, that would go a long way because we know it's going to be a dogfight at 5-on-5. Five five. Any goals the power play can add will give the Hawks a huge boost. So Jeremy Colleton, get your guys in the right spots. Get Kubalik in areas where he can shoot the puck and just make sure that we get the most out of our man advantage opportunities starting right from the get-go, game one tonight. Now taking a look at the Golden Knights projected line combinations for Game 1 tonight against the Blackhawks. I mentioned a moment ago, Max Pacioretty, who led the team with 66 points and 19 power play points, is expected to return to his regular spot, along with Wild Bill Carlson and Mark, St- uh, Mark Stone on the top line for Peter DeBoer. That's a pretty scary trio there. As um, Mark Stone, he's one of the more underrated two-way players in the entire league. Usually average a point per game every season and plays well in just about all the areas of the game. And then William Carlson, he exploded onto the scene with over 40 goals in Vegas' inaugural season a few years ago. He's slowed down a bit ever since, but he's still a really good player for the Golden Knights. He used to be the center for Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith. That used to be the top line when Vegas made the Stanley Cup in 2017-2018. But now Paul Stasny is in that role uh, as center on the second line. I talked about yesterday how he's Vegas's top face-off man, a top 25 guy in the league. And he's got two really good young wingers next to him, Jonathan Marcheseau. Personally, he's one of my favorite players in the entire league, just five foot nine, but as scrappy as he, as they come in the entire league. And he can score from anywhere. He's really made a name for himself in the NHL. Uh, I really like Jonathan Marcheseau. And then Riley Smith, everyone's kind of counted him out early on in his career. Boston, the Florida Panthers, they allowed him and Marcheseau to go to Vegas in the expansion draft. But Vegas took a shot on them, and it's paid off so far. Riley Smith, he's a good 50-60 to point guy every season on the second line for Vegas. That decision has really paid off for them so far. Looking now at the bottom six for the Golden Knights, and they also bring some really solid depth here with Nick Cousins, Alex Tuck, and Nicholas Waugh slated to be their third line. Tuck looked really good in the round robin. He scored three goals in the three games played, a former first-round pick of the Minnesota Wild. And then they have um, William Carrier, Tomas Noshek, and Ryan Reeves, all who have had fourth-line success for the Knights the last couple of years. Nosek, a good face-off man. He's been above 50% every year for Vegas. And then Reeves, he's as scrappy as they come in the league. Carrier provides size and skill as well, so the Blackhawks defense certainly is going to have their hands full with this offensive group, 
And coming up in just a moment, I am going to break down Vegas' defensive pairings and talk about whether it will be either Robin Leonard or Marc-Andre Fleury in net tonight. And I will also take a look at the Blackhawks' projected line combinations. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free, wherever you may listen to your podcast, and also on Twitter, to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. So, we just finished talking about the Vegas Golden Knights' projected forward lines for tonight's contest. Now, taking a look at their defense, and it's a pretty sound top four, made up of Braden McNabb and Nate Schmidt as the top pairing, and then Alec Martinez, the trade deadline acquisition from the Los Angeles Kings, two-time Stanley Cup champion, and then his partner, Shea Theodore, who is one of the true hidden gems in the NHL on the back end for Vegas. He can kind of do it all. Actually plays in the sh- or gets looks in the shootout for Vegas, which is always interesting to see defensemen get those opportunities. But he's been really good for Vegas ever since they took him in the expansion draft. Same with those top guys, Braden McNabb and Nate Schmid. Took chances on those guys as uh, youngsters. Nate, uh, Braden McNabb was really just kind of getting into his own with the Los Angeles Kings. Nate Schmidt was seen more as a seventh defenseman when he was young with the Capitals. Both come over to Vegas and just a couple of years later, here they are as top pairing guys eating up a lot of minutes. Alec Martinez, as I just mentioned, he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, former uh, Stanley Cup game-winning goal scorer. And then Shea Theodore, they make up a solid second defensive pairing. And then on the third pairing, they have Nick Holden, a longtime veteran defensive defenseman, and his partner Zach Whitecloud, a young guy who's been getting looks over Derek Englund and John Merrill here in the postseason and in the stretch run of the regular season, interestingly enough. That may be the one defensive pairing that the Blackhawks can look to attack. Hear my dog Kaner barking there in the background. But overall, that's a pretty solid group there for Vegas. And then in that, Peter DeBoer has yet to name a starter at the time of this recording. But in my opinion, I think it's got to be Robin Leonard. He's been tremendous since coming over to Vegas from Chicago at the deadline. He actually hasn't lost a game yet. And he started two of the three round robin games. So in my opinion, I think that the Panda will be in net opposing Crawford for game one of this best of seven series. That doesn't mean that Flurry won't be a big part of the series going forward. He very well could be. They have that two-headed monster there. But I think Leonard is the guy you have to go with in the big games. He was tremendous this year for the Blackhawks. And now that he actually has a capable defense in front of him, he's finally put in a position to succeed. I would use him if I were head coach Peter DeBoer. Now, taking a look at the Blackhawks' projected lines for Game 1 tonight, there's not really any reason for Coach Colleton 
to make any changes anywhere from Game 4 of the uh, qualifying round series against the Oilers. Up top, you have to leave Dominic Kubelik with Jonathan Taze and Brandon Saad. He scored the game winner in Game 4. Jonathan Taze has been on fire th- uh, so far in the postseason. And Brandon Saad also scored that nice wraparound goal. He had two goals in that qualifying round. So I think you stick with those three guys. They've been pretty good and hope that they can match that dangerous top line that Vegas has of Mac- Max Pacioretty, William Carlson, and Mark Stone. Alex Dabrinkit and Kirby Doc have been bumped up to the second line with Patrick Kane in recent games. And while both those guys weren't able to find the back of the net versus Edmonton, they did help out in other ways. Dabrinkit wound up with three assists and Doc had four. So I expect the Hawks to continue to give those two the looks with Patrick Kane on that second line. And speaking of Kane, he only has one goal so far in these playoffs. And to me, in order to beat the Golden Knights, I think he's going to have to do more. He's got to be one of our better offensive players. And he did pick up four points in that series against Edmonton, but it still felt like he was a bit quieter than normal. I think he's going to have to be better in order for the Hawks to have any chance of an upset in the first round against Vegas. On the third line, the Hawks are expected to roll with Alex Nylander, Dylan Strom, and Drake Kajula there. All three of those players really struggled in the qualifying round. Nylander was a minus two and didn't pick up any points in the four games that he played. Dylan Strom only had one point, and that came when he banked the puck from behind the goal line and off of Mike Smith's back. That, uh, and then Drake Kajula, in his three games played, he was obviously suspended for game two. He didn't pick up a point, so if the Hawks can get anything going offensively from that line, that would be a much-needed boost. That trio were basically all ghosts against Edmonton. They actually uh, got outplayed by the fourth line of Carpenter, Camp, and Highmore. Those three started to get more looks in the offensive zone than the third line did. Highmore, of course, now has goals in back-to-back games for the Hawks. And that fourth line did their job not only offensively, but defensively as well. They held Connor McDavid uh, to just one goal while they were on the ice. They did struggle a bit against the bottom six, but they did their job against the top six forwards. If we can see more of that in this first round, I think... That could be a game-changer for this Blackhawks offensively. They need all four forward lines rolling because, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we know what the Vegas Golden Knights do at even strength. On defense now, we know the Hawks will likely go with Keith and Boquist up top. Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy will be paired together as that shutdown pairing. And then Slater Cuckoo and Oli Mata, those two tallied seven points combined in the four games versus Edmonton. They're expected to be the third pairing for the Blackhawks. These guys, they're going to have their hands full against Vegas, especially at even strength. But they hung in there against two of the best in the entire NHL in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the opening round. So the hope is that they can do more of the same here against the Knights by keeping the shots to the outside, not letting them burn us in transition and using their speed. And then I also think Crawford will have to be good with his rebound control. Second chance opportunities, they killed the Blackhawks against the Oilers. The Hawks cannot let the puck lay around in the crease against this dangerous offense. Crawford, 43 saves in his last outing to seal the deal against the Oilers. If he can be that guy tonight and also going going forward throughout the remainder of the series then there is hope for the Blackhawks. There is a chance they can do this, but if he's shaky at all like he he was through those first couple of games and 
he plays with fire behind his own net, then this could be easy pickings for the Vegas Golden Knights. This series could be over in a hurry. Now, my prediction for tonight's game here, I think the Blackhawks ride Crawford's hot hand and take another big game one over Vegas by a score of 4-2. to two. I think... The defense has been doing a good job of getting pucks through and getting them onto the net. I think that continues to be a key. So I am going to go with Adam Boquist getting his first career postseason goal. And same with Kirby Doc on the second line with Patrick Kane. He played well against Vegas in the regular season. He scored a game-winning goal once. So I think he gets his first playoff tally tonight. And the youngsters are out to shine in a Game 1 victory for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, I think that covers just about everything I wanted to talk about before the Blackhawks battle the Vegas Golden Knights tonight in Game 1 of the Western Conference quarterfinals. Coming up in just a minute here, I am going to discuss the latest news from the NHL surrounding their weekly COVID-19 testing results and also the New York Rangers winning the NHL draft lottery, a.k.a. the Alexi Lafreniere sweepstakes. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the first round of the NHL playoffs. So we just wrapped up previewing Game 1 of the Western Conference quarterfinals between the Blackhawks and Golden Knights. Now, I wanted to be sure to mention on today's episode the latest COVID-19 testing results from the NHL, as for the third consecutive week, we are without a positive test from either of the NHL's bubbles of Edmonton and Toronto, with over 7,000 tests being administered to all the team's traveling parties, and still, no one has COVID-19, a sign that these hub cities and bubbles are in fact working, so... Great news here from the NHL. We aren't having any problems with the virus affecting postseason play, and that's exactly what the league wanted from these bubbles. And it's awesome to hear that the results have been the same for three weeks now. We actually haven't seen a positive test from an NHL player or employee since July 13th through 17th. And the NBA is also getting better. They haven't seen a positive test out of their bubble for a couple weeks now. So I think it's safe to say for a fact that, especially with all the struggles going on in Major League Baseball, that the bubbles are the only way for professional athletes to safely play games during these times. So great news here from the NHL. I wanted to be sure to get that out on today's episode, and hopefully we can only see more of the same throughout the next couple of months of postseason hockey. I also wanted to mention on today's episode that we finally know who is going to be drafting first overall in the 2020 NHL Draft, and that is the New York Rangers. Just one year after selecting Capo Caco second overall, the Rangers will be selecting first this year, and that likely means Alexi Lafreniere will be wearing a Rangers jersey at the start of next season. Personally, I'm okay with that. 
as long as it wasn't the Oilers, Toronto Maple Leafs, or Pittsburgh Penguins who won the draft lottery, I would have been all right with it. I am also okay with the Rangers because they're out in the Eastern Conference. Get Lafreniere away from us. Had the Jets, Wild, or Predators won the lottery, we would have had to deal with Lafreniere in our division and had to play him regularly, and that would have been quite unfortunate because this kid appears to be the real deal. He finished with 35 goals and 77 assists for a league-leading 112 points in just 52 games as the captain of Ramuski Oceanique of the QMJHL this year, and he's hands down the number one overall pick, so... Congratulations to the New York Rangers for winning the Lafreniere sweepstakes, and I also think that will make for a fun rivalry out on the East Coast with the Devils, is New Jersey, they have Jack Hughes and Nico Heeshear, while the Rangers will now have Capo Caco and Lafreniere. Certainly, the Rangers have the better surrounding core pieces, but if the Devils play things right, that can make for an interesting rivalry for years to come out in the Eastern Conference. So yes, the New York Rangers with the number one overall pick, and they will officially be on the clock come October 9th, when the 2020 NHL Draft is currently set to take place. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, August 11th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and as always, be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 16 teams currently in the first round of the 2020 postseason. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's start the series right with a big Game 1 win. I hope you all have a good rest of your day and enjoy watching tonight's game. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Your team every day.